Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. Today, my guest is Erin Powell-Peach. She is a six tumor, spinal tumor survivor, one brain tumor, and she lost 125 pounds. But she had to go through quite a bit because this was not an easy journey. Please help me welcome my guest today, Erin Powell-Peach. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm good, we finally connected. Yes, finally. So, you know, there's that thing about um, social media and um, it's been a great tool for me and I haven't actually like used it as a tool, but it's been one of those things where I see some amazing stories just come through my feed with people I don't know and yours was one of them. And the story was about being a survivor, and I'm like, oh, I got to hear this story. So <laughs> six spinal tumors, one yes. brain tumor, and lost 125 pounds. And they are not all pretty much, they're not all related, but they are kind of related, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I understand also with us talking on the phone that you actually had something so simple happen to you enjoying the beautiful outdoors in the Grand Canyon that actually put you to where you found out that you had these tumors. So we're going to go exactly. with, where were you? We'll let everyone else find out from you where you were. <laughs> well, my husband, my, then my, uh, my boyfriend at that time, we were hiking in the Grand Canyon. We were down there and I was on this huge boulder and this bee started buzzing around me and I was terrified of bees. And my tailbone had been hurting me for a while and I didn't think anything about it, but I was going to jump off the rock and I thought, Oh, that was pretty stupid. I'm going to, I'm going to jar my tailbone. And sure enough, I did. And I could hardly walk. I mean, I'm at the base of the Grand Canyon and I could, I could barely, barely walk. And I remember laying down on my sleeping bag and just writhing in pain. And, and, um, David looked at me and he's like, you need to start praying right now. We are not going to air back you out of here. Your father will shoot me. We can't, because my dad didn't want me going on this trip to begin with. Oh. He just, he said, I don't want you going. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't want to air back you out. He, he was probably wise to not let me want to go. But, um, what had happened was when I jumped off that, that big rock, it had jarred the tumors. Um, and so I had to go back to Dallas and my, I went back to grad school in Dallas where I was doing my degree and, um, had a MRI and I was called in at six o'clock at night and I was on the way to a symphony concert and the doctor said, just, just swing on by after hours, which is never a good sign. Um, so, I go in, I was alone, and he walks in and he hands me a handicap placard. And he says, well, you'll probably never walk again, but you'll probably still be able to play the viola. And I mean, I was 22 years old, my oh. heart just sank. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh dear God. So we, we got on a conference call with my parents, this was a Friday night, and I think it was by Tuesday, we we were having the first spinal surgery and these these type of tumors are usually only found in the base of children's brains and here i am a 22 year old um, being admitted to the pediatrics ward for spinal surgery it was very very surreal um, they didn't want to do radiation at that time because i was of childbearing age and they knew that if they did i wouldn't have any children mm -hmm. so for 
that fact. I'm very grateful that they, they didn't do radiation when I was 22. Um, so that was the very beginning. That was our my very first spinal tumor. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, oh, I had to drop out of grad school and went on. I was able to learn how to walk again with a lot of therapy, um, completed my grad school and started auditioning for symphonies all across the country and ended up um, landing a job with the Phoenix Symphony as, wow. a, as a section violist, which was my dream job. Um, I'd grown up in Arizona and ended up back here in Arizona again and, and thoroughly loved it. It was an amazing job. Um, then I became pregnant with twins and I'd already had a two-year-old um, in 99. And then in 2001, uh, I got pregnant with our twins. And I was having some severe back pain and didn't think anything about it. But when the twins were two days old, uh, well, not two days old, back up, sorry. When the twins were born, I couldn't move. And the doctor just kept saying, she's just lazy. Tell that woman to get up and, and move. Um, and the nurses were like, she can't, she can't. I couldn't even get up to go to the restroom. And the doctor's like, well, she just is just too lazy. Get her up. Yeah. Well, we, we finally had to go above the doctor's head to hospital administration and demand to have an MRI done. And so they, they took me down and they, they had to medicate me so much um, that they had to put an adrenaline needle, tape it above the MRI because they'd given me so much morphine that they were worried that my heart was going to stop um, oh because the pain was just so bad. Um, anyways, when I came out of the MRI, I the screen to the MRI was right there and I could see it. And I was like, I'm no radiologist, but that looks like a tumor to me. And oh. it was dead silent. Nobody would say anything to me. And I'm just going, oh, crud. So I, I end up back in my hospital room and my mom, my sister, and my husband are all sitting there and they're just dead silent. And they're, I said, it's tumors, isn't it? And they're like, yep, there's three of them. And I said, oh Lord, Aaron, how, you know, here I have. Aaron, how big were these tumors? Uh, one of them was two and a half inches long, completely filling the spinal canal. Okay. Um, I don't remember how big the other ones were. I just remember that one being huge. Um, and, and these type of tumors are a little bit different than typical tumors. Most tumors have a sac that encases them, kind of like an egg. You know, like an egg has a little sheath that goes around it. Mm -hmm. um, these did not. These just go out and grow, and they just grab onto whatever they want. Um, so... They have to, they have to scrape the tumor off the mm. spinal cord, um, and so it, it was, it was a very delicate surgery. They they got the, we'll, we'll back up just a little bit. So I have two two newborn infants sitting there, and my two year olds at home, and my husband and my mother, my sister all said, well, it's probably going to be a, a long recovery. We're probably looking at six months recovery here. So we sent my newborns home with my sister mm. and my two-year-old home with her. You know, every mother dreams about bringing their babies home from the hospital and what outfit they're going to put them in. And I didn't get that at all. I, I went in an ambulance, went from Scottsdale um, Hospital over to Barrows Neurological Center. And it was, it was a horrifying event um, from... Being a C-section patient, uh, OB patient, to a neuro patient, where the the 
neuro ward had no clue how to deal with the OB patient mm -hmm. at all um, and, and my needs and vice versa. The OB didn't know how to deal with the neuro issues. Um, when I arrived at, at Barrows, it was like 1 a.m. and they didn't have any of my pain meds there yet to help me. And the nurse was very gruff and very harsh checking mm -hmm. me in. And I just remember her being so harsh with me and I was in so much pain. And um, I, I woke up from surgery the next day and this woman is, is standing over me crying. And I'm like, who is this lady? I didn't know who she was. And she's like, do you remember me? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I was the nurse that checked you in last night. And I just, I need to ask for your forgiveness. And I'm thinking, what? Wow. I mean, I'm like half in, half out of it. I don't really know what's going on. And she said, I, um, I got home from work and there was a message on my voicemail that said, um, please be praying for a young mother of twins who's just admitted to the hospital for emergency spinal surgery. And that was you. Aww. And I realized that I missed the ball and I could have prayed for you right then and there. And I didn't. I thought, wow, if that's not God's hand at work, just um, protecting me and being there along the way with me. It, it was just incredible. I'm going to stop you for a second. Yeah. <sighs> Almost stayed. Oh, oh, I got tears like right there. It's those times when we don't realize, you've heard the saying, you don't know what someone's going through. Or you don't Absolutely. know. And this was one of those things that someone had to see somewhere else and they were right there in that present moment. Yeah. But because of whatever else was going on within their world, their lives, it was one of those they discredited, not intentionally, but this was brought to no. a, an awareness. And the other part, yeah. We've always heard this too. Your body's always giving you signs. You know, we don't pay attention. Yeah. And I think about it all the time too. I get back pains every once in a while. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to pay more attention, you know, instead of just throwing some medication on it and just limping through it. Um, but our body's always giving us signs. And then again, you just don't yeah. know when someone's going through something because we don't show it always on the outside for people to say, hey, I've got this going on on the inside, so please be nice to me, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly right. Well, I'm really, I'm, that was very admirable of her to recognize that. She could have never admitted that. She could have kept it to herself. But instead, she uh, found something that was probably necessary in her own life, which is what we, we do learn by the people that walk in our lives, what to do, not to do, or how to be or not to be, <laughs> right? Exactly. So you were a young mom. That's, that's three tumors. The first one was removed when you were younger. And it sounds like these were already all there when you were younger. And it started with you a simple, simple fall that said, right? this is what's going on. And, and, they, and I say this too, it's the simple things that get us because we don't think anything of it. We think if it's, if it's dangerous and you move, you know, move fast, it's gonna get you. It's no, it's the little, little things that get you, the, the simplest of things. Um, exactly. So you had to go through surgery again, and, but now you also have a brain tumor that somewhere in this uh, journey came about. Well, how did yeah. that come about? Because then you also lost well, weight, but you had also gained a lot of weight through the process of someone saying that you were lazy. Right. Well, we'll forgive that person because they didn't understand. Right. <laughs> Forgiveness right. is always good well, to have. It is. It is. And I think that through this whole journey, um, I, I'm very thankful. I had... I had every chance to become very embittered. I really did. I mean, I, I missed out on all. I really don't remember much of my twins' first year of, of life. Mm. Um, I remember it through pictures, um, but 
being medicated, um, I, I really don't remember much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when they were about, I think they were five weeks old, we went, through, we did go through radiation. Uh, we went through 40, 30 rounds of radiation. Oh. And then, um, then we, and it was so funny. We would, we had this triple stroller and it was, it was huge. So here I am in a wheelchair. Then we had the triple stroller and my bless my mother's heart. She's just the biggest trooper. She would push all of this along into the, the radiation treatments every day. And, um, the staff was just incredible taking care of us. Um, the brain tumor came cause we did, we did MRIs every six months, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that they didn't return because the, um, they, they did the radiation cause now I have the children. We just want to make sure that no more return mm-hmm. again. Um, and then, so the twins were 2001, um, 2010 came, uh, the brain tumor. And that was a shocker to me. I thought, okay, we've gone nine years without a, a tumor. And I was so thankful, but the brain tumor just caught me off guard. But since, like I said, these tumors are not encased in a sack and they can just pull them out, it just takes one microscopic cell to be loose in that spinal fluid and it can go anywhere in the spine or up into the, the spine, wherever the spinal fluid goes, mm-hmm. it, it can travel. So, um, and that's why I ended up in my, my lower left cerebellum. We did not do surgery on that one, but we did gamma knife. And if you're familiar with that, it's a very, very localized um, radiation. And so they, they put the, the halo thing on you, which stabilizes your head and your neck. So you can't move an iota. And then they do a very, very focalized radiation on you. So um, we did that in 2010. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was scary. Was it ever told to you? And these are just questions. I don't, I don't know that there's an answer to when you're talking about how many tumors you had, and then now from your spine to your brain, did it, did any of these physicians or experts be able to tell you how or why these were growing in your body? You know, no, <laughs> they didn't. They said there was like only a, a one to four percent chance of them ever returning. Okay. And yet, I've been so lucky to have <laughs> a total of seven of them. Now, yeah, um, I, I understand too that you actually had a morphine pump and all of this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is this is such a blessing. Um, after the twins were born in 2002, up until 2002, my, my pain was just ex- excruciating. We did a total of 14 epidurals and caudal blocks, which are kind of like, um, um, so injections into the spine to try to um, interrupt the pain communication between the spine and the brain. Um, and supposedly those would help tremendously with the pain. It, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me whatsoever. And I was on tons of oral meds and my doctor had said to me actually the first time I met her Dr. Lisa Jo Stearns amazing amazing physician um she passed away a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in a tragic accident in Mexico um amazing woman she was strictly for cancer patients and she sat down on the floor the very first time I met her and she said I think this pump would be a great thing for you. It's about the size of a hockey puck, goes in your abdomen, has a catheter that goes around to your spinal cord to deliver the meds. It only takes about 10% of what you would have to take orally to control the pain because it's going straight directly to the spinal cord to interrupt that communication with Mm -hmm. the brain. And I thought, 
you're not putting that inside of me. Are you insane? And um, my husband and my mom thought the same thing. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We'll, we'll do the epidurals and the coddles. And man, if I had to go back now, I would I would implant the pump right right then and there. Mm. So um, the the pump is like I said about the size of a hockey puck. It's a great device. It's called a Medtronic intrathecal pump, and it took us about 18 months to get the right dose and the right cocktail in there. I have four different meds in the pump, and um, man, what a blessing! I, Wow, my, my kids think it's hilarious because when I would go through an airport, it would, you know, sets off the alarms and <laughs> <laughs> have to wind me down. They think that's just okay. hilarious, okay. the bionic woman. But it's it's really a blessing because um, when my pain is really bad, I have a little handheld device I can just hold up to yeah. the pump and click it and give myself a bolus. And it really helps and aids with it. So now we've talked about these tumors and we joked about a few things, but there was some down falls to this process too. You didn't get to actually yeah. live the young life as a young mom, um, as a normal, we call norm, because normal is so different nowadays. I think actually it always is, <laughs> right? but we're in our own norms that are different than what we thought they were prior to something changing our lives. Um, in this time frame, you had also probably lost energy, but you had gained weight. Um, oh yeah. And, and I'm certain that you also had a, a time period where you actually were depressed and other things oh, yeah. that probably went through your mind. Can you walk us through a little bit about that? Because it's not just about being a, getting through it, finding it the source, right. getting through it, but the stuff that goes with it. And that's the stuff that people don't talk about because some people think, oh, you'll be fine, you'll get over, do this, do that. But it was, it was much more than that. Oh, much, much, much more than yeah. that. For me, um, because pain is a constant in my life. Um, food to me was the only thing that felt good. Oh. So if it feels good, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, my sweet husband, he, he just wanted to see me feel good. And so he would, he's a great cook. I mean, he's an amazing chef. He does mm -hmm. all the cooking in our house mm -hmm. and he would make things that, that felt good and tasted good to me, which bless his heart, love him to death. Um, so, I turned to food for my comfort and I gained a ton of weight. I mean, a ton of weight. And I, what I thought was something that was comforting to me and making me feel good was in turn actually slowly killing me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I really thought, well, you know, I can't move. I can't exercise. I, you know, I can hardly move. Um, so what's the point, you oh. know, and which is right, you know, that's the depression right there. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, you think about it, the way that our, our sugars are and our foods are that addictive personality type of thing that goes along with those sugars and those foods. I can see that the depression was in there as well. And, and there were some dark days. I mean, I, I really truly thought, well, I might, if I'm lucky, I'll maybe make it to 60 if I'm lucky. Um, I didn't ever think I'd be able to make it to see grandkids because, you know, I'm so obese and, well, let's face it, I don't have the best body to begin with. So, so you now, let it, you let it consume you. So you went all, you, we got all this weight and, and I know there's a lot too, and I want to make sure we get all the information mm -hmm. on there before I ask the final question that I have. But the, the process of you gaining that weight, you've now lost 125 pounds of that. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. It has been the biggest blessing in my life. And if you had told me a year ago that I would have lost this much weight, I would have laughed you off the stage. Mm -hmm. I swear, I would have never 
never in my wildest dreams mm-hmm. believed it or hoped it. Um, but man, I hope it. it, it and it's, it's, it's there. It's a possibility. Um, yeah, my girlfriend had, had shown me this um, program a year and a half ago, almost two years ago in May. And she said, Aaron, would you like to, would you be interested in this? And I went, that's great. Thanks. No, I've lost weight before under a doctor's tutelage. I'm not interested, but I didn't want to fail again. I I, I mean, really, I I couldn't handle one more failure like this. Um, And then I went to the doctor to get my pump refilled and I got on the scale and I was 296 pounds. And I thought, oh, dear God, I cannot let this hit the 300 mark. I seriously cannot. Um, That was one thing that I couldn't handle mentally. And so I called my husband. I was like, I need to do this thing. I need to do this thing that my friend is sharing with me. And he goes, I'm behind you 100%. Whatever it is, you you do it. And I'm with you there. Well, I went into this thing thinking it was a diet, you know, and it's it's not. I think I've lost more than 125 pounds of mental weight, to tell you the truth, because I have I have learned relearned those unhealthy habits and turned them into healthy habits. I've learned how to cancel that drama drama cycle in my life and i'm sorry my dog is barking back there i apologize if you can hear that um but it it has just been such a blessing in my life that um the hope that it is giving me is just it's intoxicating absolutely intoxicating so now i have hope for the future that i'm excited that i will one day get to see grandbabies and i i'm looking forward to retiring with my husband someday yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to actually have people if it's okay with you is to I've seen your stuff um, and followed your journey on um, this weight loss and I would love and encourage them to go to your Facebook page um, if that's okay. Oh, I'd love that. Okay. Absolutely, please. And um, I think it's great that you've done that and you, you've changed your lifestyle. You're able to have more energy. I've seen the stuff. You're enjoying your children, um, being able to be there for them in the future when they have their own children. I think it's pretty remarkable. Um, congratulations on that. And then I believe you, you just, didn't you just have an anniversary also in regards to your tumors or was it your weight? I did. I did. It was the... Um, it was the anniversary of my last spinal tumor and uh, surgery, which was March 3rd or something. It was the or beginning of March. Mm-hmm. That last surgery was in 2016. That was a 10 and a half hour surgery, 22 days in the hospital. That was the hardest surgery I've ever been through in my life. Um, absolutely exhausting. Um, but praise God, I'm able to walk. Um, I'm using my walker when I'm out in public and I'm slowly beginning to get to where I'll be just using a cane. So for that, I'm grateful. And, and I also just got the report that my MRI came back. No, no new tumors, no brain tumors, no spinal tumors at all. And that's the longest we've gone. Yeah. What a blessing. I wonder, honestly, I wonder if it's not, this is, this is controversial, but I'll be, I'll keep it very, you know, short is the stuff that we're consuming. And I think that with you changing your diet also probably lessen the chances of these tumors returning or growing, however they develop in the body. What do you think? I'm not going to argue with you at all on that. <laughs> okay. Not in the least. Okay. Not in the least. I think that what we put in our body has more effect on us than we have ever imagined. Oh, and there's, one, and there's one other thing. 
what we also put in our minds because you already said you felt like Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. So I have one final question. Are you yes. ready? So yes. if I only had one question to ask an individual to get an idea about who they are or what they're about, it would be this question. What message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey of life? Mm. For me, it's, it's what I put my hope in, and my hope is in Christ. Even though um, I didn't have hope here on earth, I know that I have hope in Him because I put my faith in Him for my salvation. He's forgiven me for my sins. He died on the cross for my sins, and my, my hope is in Him. My eternal hope is in Him. And even though I went through the darkest valleys that I could ever possibly imagine here on earth, I knew that He was with me through those darkest valleys. Um, just really quickly, um, one morning when I woke up in the hospital, I was barely able to move. This, um, it was a, a cleaning lady was walking in my room, cleaning the floors, singing a hymn. I don't remember what it was, but the sun was coming up on, over the mountain over the, in the window. And I just laid there and tears just streamed down my, down my face. And she came over and held my hand and prayed over me. God is there for you in your darkest hours plain and simple. Um, and he has never failed me ever, ever. And I can only imagine all the pain that you went through. You already talked about how you had to go through these surgeries, which in my mind, I'm thinking that's very, very painful, especially when you talk about scraping and, and, and the types of tumors it was and how many times you had to have surgery. I can only imagine where you're thinking, oh my gosh, does this pain ever stop? And you know, we, we do have these days where like a different type of pain. We're like, does this pain ever stop with whatever's in, happening in our lives versus you had the physical pain and the mental and the emotional pain. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'm going to say this. Welcome to the second chance of your life. Amen. Right? Right. I'm actually excited. <laughs> and I'm sure you really truly am. And I'm sure your family is too. And I'm sure your husband is not able to feed you like he used to either. No, but he has adjusted his cooking skills so amazingly. Okay. He's lost 55 pounds too. So oh. yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Do, do it together. It's incredible. Perfect. Absolutely. Always. Thank, Always. Thank you, Erin, for being my guest today, sharing the journey of having oh. tumors and just your life in general. Oh, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. And I will encourage people throughout the um, interview here, your contact information, your Facebook page is available for them to come check out your journey and see how they too can lose so much weight and not have to go through surgery um, to you know, have that taken care of. And it can actually be the healthy way. Absolutely. Perfect. If you have a story you want to share, know someone has a story that would help someone else on their journey and give them hope or inspire them, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, please also reach out to me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. Until next time, everyone. I wish you well, and you take care. <laughs>